Hi, welcome to season four of Big Sound Small Town. I'm your host, Sandy Carlton. Join me as musicians tell their stories about how they became musicians and the stories along the way. Pond. 
and uh, uh, Sandy invited me here to um, talk about my musical journey and my musical life. I play the five-string banjo. I live in the mountains of western North Carolina, and I'm real honored to be here to talk about it. Well, thank you for coming, Andy. You know, uh, actually, you've been here before, haven't you? Yeah, I actually, I, my, this is my second time in the Earl Scruggs Center. My first time was at the grand opening when I believe there were 50 to 55 of us banjo players all playing Foggy Mountain Breakdown in honor of Earl Scruggs. And you know, that's a pretty, that, that is actually a piece of history, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I was there that day, so you it's know, really cool. it was really cool. I mean, it was one of the- Great banjo players in the crowd. Yeah. And um, I, I feel like there was some sort of um, state or county assembly. Yeah, I think there was. The yeah. Balcony and yeah. Like crowded room and yeah. it just felt really nice. It was it was really cool, yeah. you know. So so see, it's not the first time that that you've been here. Uh, and actually, today when you got here, you did something rather u- unique. Um, uh, you played for a group of kids learning about banjo. Uh, banjo Day at the yeah, Earl Scruggs so Center. I roll up at the Earl Scruggs <laughs> Center on Banjo Day for the music camp, so that was yeah. really cool. Lots of strumming, and yeah, they asked me to pick a few tunes. So I played a real traditional one and a real non-traditional one. Yes, <laughs> and, and, I, and I think that's great for the kids, though, to see that, that banjo is not just you know, it's so associated with bluegrass, yes. but that's not all you can do yeah, with it. it a different voice yeah. um, surprises people. It does. I mean, and you know, it's been around in a lot of forms. If you go to New Orleans, it was just about a, a rhythmic instrument. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the jazz. The jazz. And yeah, jazz Dixie. Like, and, you know. Yeah, you go to different countries and they have their different versions yeah. of, the, of the banjo. And it's, and it's, you know, and it's a very versatile instrument. I mean, people... So, it's the best one in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> did you start out on banjo? Is that where you? I did start on banjo. Like everyone asked me, so what else do you play? And I'm like, well, I've only ever been hired to play banjo. Right. Right. I can fool people on other instruments, but banjo has been my main one. And I feel really grateful that banjo was the gateway to music. Mm-hmm. I think that the specific Scruggs approach to, to banjo offers you a unique window into understanding music yeah. when you really get gather that that framework right kind of well, musically it, helps you really feel things well, and i think it's the coordination too i mean a lot of people start off playing but i guess you started with finger picks and you know oh no i got a i've got a, a scare i so i didn't start with finger picks i no, i didn't play long without them but you know i played for about eight months without any finger picks and I was getting real good. I could play tunes, and I went out to my first public jam session. Oh, <laughs> nobody could hear you. <laughs> and then I realized, yeah, I was in the circle, and it was, and I just, it, it was horrible. I felt, I didn't feel bad. I just was like, you know, you're, you're with people, and you can't keep up or something. And people can't hear what you're doing. I keep up do- in my brain. I just couldn't keep up with the volume of it. So when I put the picks on, I, bought, I went out. It was like, I think it was a North Georgia Dahlonega Bluegrass Festival might have been the first time I tried to do this in the early 90s. And uh, I bought picks at one of the little, you know, Oh, yeah, vendors, there. yeah. And I went to go back to the jam, and I realized I needed to practice for about two months <laughs> in order to be able to play with finger picks because it was such a different experience. Right. So it, uh, it taught me that day. So, so how did banjo come about to you? I mean, oh, yeah, good question. I was, um, I was 15. I had been 
influenced by my older brothers and been listening to a lot of the Grateful Dead. Yeah, that's and, a great place to start banjo. Yeah, and really? Then, then I discovered Olden in the Way. Yeah, exactly. Harry Garcia played banjo, and just the coincidence of my father getting one from a pawn shop. Ah. And it appeared in the living room, and I was listening to Olden in the Way, and I just asked that's that if I magic could take moment. lessons. Yeah, and I took took about eight months of lessons and started playing. So, you, so, you, so, oh, you did take lessons then? Yes. I mean, I that's took, always good. I started with lessons. Yeah, my, yeah. my dad was kind of like, I'll pay for you to take lessons if you like. I was real lucky yeah. in that. But he was, there was a little guy, it was whatever, 25 bucks for a half hour yeah. in the back of the music shop. Yeah. And I took lessons for eight months from him, and he also taught my brother George to his first guitar lessons, and he taught my sister-in-law at the time, Caroline, to play fiddle. She was classically trained right. and had kind of put it down. And then he brought her back in and showed so her. So he's a pretty versatile dude. He's yeah, he played all. He was one of those pickers that played guitar, right. banjo, fiddle, mandolin. And you obviously know, had a local played, gig at Six Flags, yeah. playing the bluegrass show. So, so I mean, I guess, I guess he really was a really talented musician. He, then. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, Dan, I, he was a really talented musician. That's great. And yeah, he taught me for about eight months, and then he told me, he said, Andy, I don't know any more bands. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, Well, great. Talk, so I've and learned. I went out to my first jam session and realized <laughs> I needed to relearn with picks. So, no, it was all really. But that is kind of weird that you started without picks. Yeah, I just did, I didn't know. I and and, and, in my house. and I guess um, I, I guess you learned the rolls with 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 no picks. Yeah, rolls with. No, I mean, you can play it with no picks. You can't. You can't. I mean, I do it. I do it at the house myself. Yeah. You know, I'm a terrible banjo player, but I do it for fun. You know. I get frustrated and, now because my thumb is trained on having a thumb pick, and so yeah. it gets to be something. So I'll generally always put them on, and I've learned how to play real quiet. Well, I also think that that learning to learning to finger pick is a great way to learn how to play any instrument. I mean, it individualizes the strings more so than learning to strum. Yes. Well, that's what I was kind of meaning about learning the. Earl Scruggs style of right. banjo is a really beneficial it is. introduction to music. It is. Because if you learn music one way, you could you maybe would view that as being difficult. Right. <laughs> but if it's just the way that you learn. The way you learn. And, and, like, and it's yeah. such a, if you see, my problem too is I learned uh, basic um, uh, finger picking style and Scruggs style is so totally different. I mean, it's such a totally it's different. Like and, a, and a banjo has the funky top string yeah. that is, you know. The, That's part of it. Yeah, you yeah. Don't, you're not as reliant on the thumb as your main. Yeah, you're not source of, of the melody or anything. Yeah, so so I mean that is that is. Yeah, that's cool though because it's a totally different approach than any other musical instrument, really. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. Like that's part of being grateful for that. So, so I mean, I, you're not the first person to tell me. Not just with banjo. I know a fiddle player, the old and in the way. You know, he was a Grateful Dead guy, but all of a sudden he's like, oh, oh man, I've been taking these violin lessons that I hate. You know, I was a, yeah. he's like 15. Hated that stuff, but then I hear old and in the way, and it's like, oh, yeah. well, Fast you know, change your mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, change your mind. Uh, yeah. No, that was it. Was just Fashion will change. You know, and my dad listened to. We grew growing up. We listened to a lot of old country music. That yeah. you know, the the outlaw kind of country. Yeah, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings. Good music. So bluegrass to me was just a way more exciting version. I was young, and it just seemed that instrumental prowess piece. Once I. Once I picked up the instrument, 
that was really great. Like I, when I first started listening to bluegrass, I didn't listen to vocal bluegrass. Right. You know, I was, yeah. you know when you first learn something, you're hyper focused. And uh, yeah. So I just you were only listening. Only wanted to... the instrumental. So yeah. I was listening to all the fat, just everything was fast. Sure, it was. Well, I mean, it is. <laughs> Everything's it, fast. But 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 then there again, you you develop that too, playing fast, which is, which is, actually a gift. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to play fast. It is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it takes. It's not. It, it's not like riding a bike. It's like it takes this. Stamp. No. No. It you does. Have to hold, Keep working at it. You have to and keep I, working at I, it. I, I've kind of fallen off the wagon of real fast playing. You know, you need a metronome. Yeah, just, you do. Just, I mean, you, you do. And uh, oh yeah, as a kid, I used to kick and throw and knock metronomes all over the place. You know, I used to. I, uh, I would get tired of, of trying to keep up with it. It's like because I keep jacking it up. Oh, I can do it here, you know. So yeah. and it's like I hate this thing. No, I have a funny story about that. I I didn't learn playing a metronome. I learned very folk, very taught you know just practicing in my house going sure. to the basement of the bluegrass jam and watching them and didn't practice with the metronome at all recorded a couple albums without click tracks yeah well, kind I, of thing like that and then so i had um i recorded an album in 1998 with a bunch of Asheville musicians jay sanders jason Kreckel. Yeah. it was called the acoustic vibration appreciation yeah sure i remember you guys right yeah so we recorded an album and i had a chance to hand it to bela fleck that's too cool. And I was really shaking. I was like, I would love to hear any input you have about this album. So he got it. He listened to it. And the only feedback that really stuck with me to this day, because this was long ago, was he's like, you guys really need to play to a click. <laughs> I, I guess and, the speed's very even within the song. Like, that was the first lesson from, that I got from Bela Fleck. And it, was, it changed my playing. Oh, I'm sure. I'm I sure. Went out and I got a metronome. Believe it or not, I didn't have one. I didn't even have one. All right. I got the metronome and I sat with it and it it changed my right hand. Oh, oh, it does. Sure. It does. It I mean, changed my right hand and I'm so grateful for that. You know, a lot of times in my life, that is one of the things that when young young musicians ask me something, I say, at some point in your life, you're going to re- want to record something, and you're going to have to deal with a click track, and if you can't, I, I say, it's great to to play songs and have the great individuality of the tempo shifting during the middle of the song but 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 you can't replicate that sometimes in the studio there you know you need to know you know get you a metronome and and learn how it works now it's just it's really fun yeah you know, and you get a little drum machine sure and it's sort of like a metronome and it it just changes the game but I, it, I would say that's that changed everything for me well, that's pretty astute of bail to pick that up too, because you because you guys were tight and good, so it's not like, you know. Yeah, I was asking for some critique, and that that's the one he found, and I agree with it now. When I listen to it, I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, he can hear yeah, the time yeah. time time and shift. Right. Yeah. yeah, whatever. But I mean, I mean, that is a beautiful thing uh, to have that free flow like that. Oh, absolutely, and be able to catch it and be able to listen to one another. Right. That that's. You know, I've played gigs where the one of the musicians or all of us have in-ear monitors with click right. tracks and yeah. that live music click track thing, yep. and you know that it makes for a great production. It makes for a great production, and that's what a recording is a lot of times. Yeah. And even in a live setting where there's a crowd and you've got that going on, yeah. it makes for a great steady production. It does, and I think it's good to be able to do both. But boy, I sure do like breathing uh, music with 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 a group sure. of people. I mean, that is that is a beautiful part of playing live. Yeah, and it hel- I think the click helps you, you know, because it's it it's, does. Um, it's an exercise in listening 
because it doesn't listen to you. Well, and sometimes other musicians will listen to you while you're listening to them, and it, it breathes. Yep. The click track doesn't. It doesn't. To you. No, it doesn't. It doesn't care. It doesn't. You know, it's like well, it does care. It cares a lot. Well, well, yeah. It, it's either one or the other. You know, it's either yeah. it cares a lot or it doesn't yeah. care. You, you know. Care. Yeah. So I mean, so yeah, that's a good piece of advice, without a doubt. I, I would, if, if anybody hasn't gotten that one yet, play with a click track. Mm -hmm. Metronome. So, so at some point, I guess you go jam, and at some point, you think, I want to play out live. I want to do this. Uh, you know, it's funny. It it happened. I never made the choice. Oh. Um, I was playing. I discovered a guitarist in high school that wanted to play. A guy in my grade who played bluegrass. Yeah. And some like Get Grateful Dead and Fish and the stuff we were. Yeah, that's to. cool. Yeah. And. And then I also found in my high school a guy who had played banjo the same amount of time as I had. Ah. So we were at the same level, playing the same tunes, and so we kind of got together and had this little bluegrass club in my high school. Oh, that's cool. It really helped me just kind of play and play, and we eventually got some like barbecue, backyard barbecue yeah. outside. We lived outside Atlanta. And kind of gave me the disease that that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's a disease without you, a doubt. You know, you're, you're 16 years old and you get 300 bucks for sitting for two hours. Sure. That's a different kind of job. And food. Yeah. You know? And so I didn't actually plan to do that. So I did that my senior year as a high school job and then went off to college far, far away from everyone out in Idaho. Yeah, Idaho is pretty far away. I didn't know a person out there. I was majoring in forestry and they had a really good program. Yeah. And I did didn't find anyone to play music. I was wondering if you found and anyone. I, uh, I came back. I came to Boone. My, my brother George called and said, hey, we want to start a band. And I was like, I'm coming back. <laughs> so it, it just synchronicity happened. And I drove from Idaho to Boone. And I went through in Nashville, Tennessee, and stopped to play music on the street and met up with, for the first time, Jay Sanders. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. Who had an electric guitar and a battery-powered speaker. <laughs> <laughs> and we met and played music on the street of Nashville for the first time. That's pretty cool how that Three works hours. out. That 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 is really I mean it's almost cosmic because you think at the same time, Jason Kreckel, they were buddies already. Yeah, they were high school buddies and, yeah. yeah. And so I you know, he had met George and right. they said when you come through Nashville, get Jay and he's gonna come back to Boone. And Jay uh, was gracious enough to Put down the electric guitar and pick up a bass for the first time when he started to play with snake oil so, that's crazy um yeah because he's such a fine bass player now he, I, mean, I mean he's a any killer instrument he chooses to pick up he's going to yeah. show everyone that yeah. music can be made on it yeah right. at a high level <laughs> yes so that was just that was a lot of fun and came to boone and then that's sort of like i went to college at app state and my job was playing with snake oil yeah not thinking it was going to become my job and then right. it became your job started to happen we didn't you know i was just going to college and sure. playing in a band with my brother and friends and then all of a sudden we were like let's keep doing this yeah it's just it, it, it laid itself out it didn't feel like work even though we were working hard yeah well that's, that's what it's like supposed anything to like that and so for that golden piece of time it was pretty wonderful to and it was such an innovative outfit that you guys had i mean it was totally different than what anyone else was doing. Yeah. And you put yourself in. It was it was a good time though because there were um, 
that was a good time to be playing music. Yeah, the late 90s, before the internet really hit. Yeah. It, people were still living in the real world. And yeah. And real world events were the important thing. And, and you had a place like Green Acres to yes. play it, which could not happen today. Oh, no, I don't think so. It was a, that was a magical moment. Yeah, Green a, Acres and any of the small venues around. Sure. Were just, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I just feel like it was before the internet happened that real life events. Yeah. It was, we all knew about them somehow. More sure. Or something. It was interesting. And, and sure, the, the well, you know, we all are. So yeah. it's, um, I mean, and I've, I've talked to Jason about this, but, you know, the stuff you guys came up with as a live band was, uh, the music was great, but you also added uh, visual. Yeah, well, you know, we had, as an entire band, Done some play product, done a play production of out of out of blowing rock. My brother George and I had have a theater background. It was kind of like what I did in high school before right. I played music. Right. We always liked that piece, and Jason told us he knew this painter that wanted to join us on stage, and it yeah. was Phil Cheney. Yeah, and Phil Cheney. It was a yeah. Wonderful meeting, and it was a great event. And I just feel like the having that not necessarily a light show, but an Art show yeah. was way different than anything anyone was doing. It was we didn't way want to different. Afford some laser lights, but we right. filled the place with color. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, it it offered a different sort of experience. It did, and then at other times I saw other people on stage with you guys oh, that yeah, weren't we, musicians. I would say, and I, you know, it's as much as we've we haven't put it away ever, but it's it's uh, it. We had a concept called creative anarchy. That was kind of a, it was like the a flow of snake oil that it, it, it can happen and we're okay. Right. It's going to be okay. And if we support it and everybody's okay, it's going to turn a, out way. It did. It's going to turn out great. And so someone might jump up on, we might have invited somebody that day that we met who played the trumpet. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to come like play trumpet on a yeah. song? And they'd come up and do it. And maybe they weren't the best, but the right. moment sure. was magic. And, yeah. And, Eventually, some of those people are the best players. You know, yeah, some yeah, of the players yeah. that jumped in, did jump in, did nowadays. They feel, I it, feel like they're some of the best. Right. And um, that, I, you even had dancers. That, I, I think I saw you guys with dancers at one point on stage. Definitely had people doing, if not hip hop dance, yeah, any kind of interpretive or ballet. We've had hula hoopers. Yeah, hula hoopers. The jugglers yeah. and the fire. Jugglers. I forgot about the jugglers. The fire spinners. I mean, that's pretty cool, really. We did some early shows in Asheville with the performance troupe and band called the Surreal Circus that had a lot of that yeah. um, sideshow act kind of thing. Sure. Um, it's just fun to, you to re- add that in. And you realize how much that would just smash at some of the big festivals now? I mean, could you see you guys at Bonnaroo or love to, yeah. to doing the full-up production? I think it would be pretty amazing. Yeah, it would. I mean, I mean, you, you know, you would be the only – well, you were the only people then, but you would still be the only people – I mean, they deserved a bigger stage than it ever got. Yeah, well, sure, like like a lot of things, but, you know, who knows what the future holds. You don't. I always you you know gotta, you keep it open. I mean, you're still playing. Exactly. And you're all still playing. We're all still playing, and, I mean, even Snake Oil does an occasional gig here or there with yeah. whatever members are in the Sure, area. and I, and I if the, yeah. If the event promoter yeah. wants it, we will do it. Yeah, I mean, that's and that's pretty cool that you can still do that yes. after I mean, all these years. We, do it as our job and it balanced out with family life and what we wanted we yeah absolutely yeah I well, would absolutely do it all the 
sometimes. Yeah, well, it's but one yeah, of those yeah. things. It's not possible. I, I mean, you, you hit a point in your life where well, real life takes over to a degree. Sure. Well, it's all real life, but real life is such a vast field. Yeah, you just gotta like again. I'm gonna another lesson from Bela Fleck. Uh, he was like, you can think of your life, musical or your whole life, as this garden, and you've got a finite amount. You can only water a couple things at a time, and the things that you water are what's going to grow. True. And you only got so much water. Yeah. And so that's the way I see it. And once other things start sprouting up that you value, you're going to water them. Sure you are. And hopefully the other stuff's going to survive in a yeah. perennial way. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know? exactly. And I yeah. feel like the, uh, the roots I threw down in music have been allowed me to have a perennial like, I think pop it, uh, up and appear and still play in venues and, and that's a beautiful thing too in itself I mean and th and that also speaks for the quality of work you put out at a different time yeah or just how people received it they received yeah. it well it's, it's yeah and sometimes that is 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 more important exactly you know exactly so so I mean you you so what do you got going on these days these days well again I was telling you before I'm doing some a lot of private event work, yeah. work sort of gigs, planning sure. for built more events and weddings and yeah. around. Um, but my brother and I play the Pond Brothers quite often. Yeah. One or two times a month, the Pond Brothers will show up at a, a festival or a brewery. Sure. Snake Oil Medicine Show appears every now and then. And I just like to be for hire. That's be, I, mean, I, that's I consider myself for hire, although I don't call around to try to get gigs right now. I've been able to field enough. To, to to keep you satisfied. Like, yeah, not enough. I still want more, but it's definitely way too much for the lifestyle I'm living. Yeah, exactly. I do understand that. I, I fight that all the time. With a, a seventh grader and a fourth grader, I just I want to invest the time. Sure. In yeah, and, and, and I think it's important to do that. Yep. You know, it's um. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, you have to put the time in there too, mm -hmm. and find a balance. You know. Yeah. But I'm definitely still playing. I'm, I'm hoping this summer. You know, I don't. I'm a, I'm a school teacher as my as my day job, and so I'm on break now. Right. Bluegrass jams. Look out. Yeah. Oh, I can, yeah. I can oh, sleep yeah. in and. Hey. So. There's a chance to play with Bobby Hicks right here, uh, uh, June, June, July the ninth or something. Okay. So, um, Bobby's pretty. Bobby is 89 now. So he probably Listen still. A lot of Bobby Hicks. Bobby can probably fiddle still better than anyone I know. You know, I'm sure. Uh, but but oh, so we do we do some stuff down here that's kind of jam worthy. Uh, you know, get you to come down and do Easy. some of that here, man. Love to do that. That would be good. I like to. Um, it's it feels like an infusion if you don't go out a lot and then you jump out into say the bluegrass jams around Asheville and you see the people that you you know played right. with. For me, just like I, I hermit up and I. The, the, the pressure of just everyday travel and life. And there's work, a lot home, of them. You know, I maintain with playing some gigs, but it's just going out on a Thursday night just doesn't, sure. it feels difficult unless I've planned it. Well, it's so. kind of that way for me too. I um, I host a singer songwriter thing for the people who've been on the show, they come or, you know, and I, I, I'm more comfortable these days in a band. I spent years and years as a solo performer mm -hmm. kind as you know i mean being in a band but still doing it on the side but i'm not as comfortable anymore uh doing practice doing the solo it. stuff as i am playing in a band yeah i like a band and i and i realized too that i have played bass so long that I, I, at one time i thought i was a pretty good guitarist but i'm not as good as as i thought i was you know because 
there's a little rust there when you don't do it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the band versus solo thing, I've always really just loved playing in a band. I like a band better than a solo deal. You know, my, my favorite place to be is really powerfully supporting. You know, the banjo, yeah. it, it, most people don't think of it as a supportive instrument, but it can do some really fun it rhythmic can. things. You can really, it's like this keyboard crossover. It and, is. And I really enjoy supporting and creating feels. And, you know, occasionally I love to sparkle in a little sure. solo yeah. or something, but. Yeah, well, I'm kind of the same way. Playing by myself is, I like to do that by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah. Well, now I sit and do that a lot, but that's just, uh, a lot of that's therapy. For me, you know, it's, it's uh, daily therapy or, or absolutely you know, meditation. Meditation, yes, it is. Uh, people pay um, professional people a lot of money to give what that gives me. Absolutely, yeah. There's a, a great uh, quote from a, a musical master, an ancient Sufi. Uh, I don't know how ancient he wasn't too ancient, but uh, Hazrat Inyat Khan talked about. He said, you know, music moves the listener so much. People go into rapture and ecstasy, ecstasy listening sure. to music. Just imagine the producer or player of that music, their experience. Yeah. You know, and that's what you were kind of speaking to. It is kind of there. You know. Music can do a lot. Just to, for those that don't play music, it's, it's a real experience for the musician. Oh, oh, it is. To create you know, that and, and be a conduit. So to speak. I like playing for people, but I would play anyway without people. Oh well, you know. But I, people I are important. The, the, we we're always playing for the one ever-present audience. True. You can interpret that how you want. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> There's a, a always an audience when you play. That's who you play for. True. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the beauty. I love, I love Asheville musicians because they get it, or Asheville slash. Boone musicians, yeah. they get it. I used to say we're all in the same band. You know, well, I, I mean, really, we're all playing the same. We're all in the same band playing music together. That's true. I'm, you know, my my banjo's not in my hand right now. I'm at a rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one long, you know, Zoom timeout, and it's one huge song. That's and great. Taking rests. Yeah. Somebody's always playing at some point. Yeah, that's true. That's a beautiful thing, and. You know, then we touch on the universality of I don't have to speak your language to understand your music. Yes. You know, you know? Um, that I don't even have to like you to like your music, you yes. know? Yeah, I don't even have to know anything about well, you. Exactly. To uh, be moved by the sounds that you're making. Right. Yeah. In fact, I sometimes I've played music with people as individuals that I probably wouldn't hang out with. I would not, but I've played music with them and, and played good music and enjoyed it. Out of respect for the music. Yeah. Too. Yeah, it's true, and that's that. It's bridging those gaps that we wouldn't be able to verbally. True. Uh, I think th there's a magic in abstract, like sound, instrumental music. Just music itself has this. Its overarching theme is harmony. You know. True. And so it, it, I just think it teaches us. That. Well, I mean, I mean, it's all in nature. It's, it's been a part of the world since the world evolved. I mean, music in one form or another has always been here. Whether it is the sounds of nature interacting. I mean, it's, it's always, every society has had it. Indeed. Uh, don't want to fund it, but they've had it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a funny one. Yeah. No, going back to the universe, that reminds me, um, you had uh, a fiddle player on the show, um, 
couple weeks back, I believe, Lindsay Pruitt. Yeah, Lindsay, uh, yes. She and I had a chance to go travel in India. She told me about that. I was going to ask you about that. really great adventures with people we didn't know, playing things together we'd never done. And right. really, that it, 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 uh, it solidified to me that ability for music to cross language and international boundaries and, and actually her, come together. And her playing actually is, is you know, the stuff she plays oh, yeah. is totally different than the stuff she grew, grew up doing. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, she's an amazing musician. She is. Really, she, really. she really is, and 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 is pretty open to to. Well, okay, she she traveled with Future Man, you know. I mean, I mean, that's that's being open to just about. You I can be play open to anything, both yeah. musically and. True. Experientially, when yeah. you're going on tour with Future Man, I, I totally agree. I mean, I mean, th- that is an open mind in every way. Oh yeah, oh yes, you know? yeah, absolutely, yeah. and inviting people in to observe and learn. Sure, and and that's that's the ongoing. That's another ongoing process of music. If you ever are satisfied with where you are, you're probably not very far along. You know, I mean, there is a, it's a constant learn. And not just in the music part, but all the stuff that is associated and comes with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that was a good... Yeah, I bet that was one. T- talk about that a little bit. Well, I mean, I, you know, what's really funny is I, the way I got invited or the, the, my audition to be in that band was really, really funny one. You know, um, it's going to kind of leave... Um, Lindsay and I had known one another for a little from playing MAGFest in Florida, and her right. family had come to that fest, but meeting Future Man was a whole different path had led me there. I had done this um, perform workshop and performance at Carnegie Hall that was called the Young Artist, Young Composers Forum, and it was a this crossover between classical music and bluegrass music that Edgar Meyer and Mike Marshall yeah. kind of spearheaded at Carnegie Hall. Sure, and that's pretty cool too. Randomly auditioned for it, and ended up being able to, to um, play uh, an original composition with a string quartet that had been composed alongside it. I was sitting on the stage at Carnegie Hall with a string quartet on my right and a bluegrass band on my left, <laughs> and we were playing an original composition that kind of like merged both of them. Right. It, was, it was really awesome. So I got to meet Bela Fleck during that experience, and that kind of, um, you know, we got to really get some one-on-one kind of time. And right. That I, along with Snake Oil playing and on the scene and doing stuff at festivals with the Flectones, kind of really put me in contact with right. Future Man. And we were out at Telluride, and he had invited me back to his hotel room to. He was like, "I got something to show you." And I get in there, and his whole hotel, his tiny little hotel room, is like rigged up with wires and microphones <laughs> and cameras all over the place. And he's like, "So I got this project." And he's like, "I think you're the guy." And then he put some headphones on me and started playing this really, really modern-sounding classical music. And he's like, all right, what you got? He's got a camera on me. <laughs> he's like, what do you think? What do you want to play? And I, I was like, what key is this? <laughs> what notes might I use? It was very modern-sounding because the way Future Man composed this music was on one of his electronic inventions. Sure, I'm sure it was, yeah. the harmonic scales on something that isn't traditional (laughs) music theory. Right. It turned out with some really beautiful and amazing stuff, but I don't know. It just blew me. I was in a moment. I was like, this is really interesting. I'm I'm sitting, like, on the toilet 
It was yeah. closed, of course, but right. that's the but best yeah. acoustics. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, in sure. Hotel room, you yeah. want the banjo in the bathroom. Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. And I'm listening to some modern classical music and have no music, and what do you do? And I just started playing a few things, and he was like, yeah. He's the most encouraging musician. Right. You know, I'm, I'm intimidated because here's the drummer of my favorite band sure. of the universe. Who invented his own instrument. In yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. He, he's saying, hey, play on top of this and filming me and recording it. But anyway, it, it, the, the way he encourages music and music, I, I went from feeling like I have no idea what I'm doing to like, yeah. Yeah, I got this. this. Yeah, like I can do this. I'm encouraging and hearing something. And, That's good. Um, yeah, meeting Future Man was a, just not just my musical life, just like in philosophy. And sure. He carries himself and is open to ideas, really taught me a lot. That's, that's, I mean, that's really good. And so from that, of course, he called me back. We went to his place in Nashville, and then I found out I was going on tour, and Lindsay was on one of the violinists in the, in the main, right. main band. And really... And then you go to India. Then of we all. went to India on a whim. Like, we had no idea. I hadn't even gotten my passport. I had booked the tour. And yeah, it was. And then, and then you get to India, and it's a whole, I mean. She did, did, I'm sure you got some from Lindsay, but I say that first time we went to India, we didn't have any dates booked. And we went. And she didn't tell me that part. The purpose of the future man wanted to meet and play for a, a, a Hindu uh, Swami that he had researched and read about. Right. And so he wanted to go meet Sai Baba. And so we went to the ashram of Satya Sai Baba and tr had rehearsals. And we did our best to try to play for him, but we played for lots of people and ended up getting these small bookings at little places where we got to just play for like the regular folk of countryside right. India. Yeah. Which was truly amazing and transformational. Oh, and the I'm sure. We met while we were out there allowed us to go back a second time and play some proper shows. Oh, okay. But it was very open. We were at an ashram. I don't know if anyone knows what an ashram is, but it's. They kind go of ahead, like, tell them. Yeah. It's like a religious campus, you know, and mm -hmm. we had to wear all white clothing and not wear shoes, and they were like monkeys. And I was walking around barefoot, and they were like monkeys on. It's okay. What if I step on a top? top? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. What is that? My, I don't know. I had moments of being feeling like an sure. American in a foreign yeah. land, but yeah. we had a, we had a blast and never got to play for Sai Baba. It never out of the whole in deal. His, in his in person, I mean, he was a big deal. Yeah. He, he had tens of thousands of followers. Sure. I felt like I was. In I'm pretty aware. At yeah. one point, right. At the we went to this really cool ceremony under this pavilion. It's gold and blue. I don't know. It was pretty. It was great. I was reading a lot of Eastern text at the time. It, yeah. it lined up with everything I was thinking about. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And uh, But the musical stuff we got to do as a band, just because we were put in these strange social situations, and then yeah. like, play music. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. And we would just get into our little zone, and it turned. It was, there were some magical things in that. That's really cool. And the music was really interesting. Yeah. And I still feel like I could probably improve my parts on it. Well, that's every like we always could with everything. That's every record I've ever done. I look done. forward to if we ever get together again. We've had a few random performances. That's good. Since then, since, since, yeah. since the tour, that's pretty cool. But I don't, yeah, it was great. And then the second tour, we had already we had met some Indian musicians to collaborate with. Right. And then we played on some actual stages and got to play at the Mumbai Opera House. And I got to sit and do a sitar banjo improv duo 
with a sitar player there. I, I, at the moment, I can't remember his name. He was a great player. We sat down and it was like, let's do something in D. <laughs> and we just played, you know, listened to each other. It was pretty cool. Oh, that is, that is really cool. It, it spoke to that universality. Sure. I could barely speak to the guy. Right. And but you could play. something and it was really nice. Sure. That's, that, is, that is really cool. That was, a, yeah, really cool adventures. That I, I mean, that has to be, that's probably a, a highlight, right? Absolute highlight. I mean, yeah. To travel the world with some of your favorite music. Sure. And, you know, it, that band got to, you know, being, he, he's one of the Flectones, so anytime that band would do anything in Tennessee, his bandmates would show up sure. and play, and then, you know, I get a chance to be real nervous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. my heroes. Yeah, know? yeah. It's really yeah. fun. Yeah, it's Definitely like. Highlights I, on lots of levels. It's like, um, so I'll meet Howard Levy, and I'm a harmonica player. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, I'm, but, but, you know, it's like. It's the same type of, of feeling, you know, it's that yes. I'm pretty good at what I do, but there's a there's another level. And there's that guy. Yeah, there's, there's there's a totally different level that I'm not certain that I can even achieve. Well, yeah, cool. you know, you get to a point and you can kind of tell, you can be like, okay, I can kind of see what it takes, aside from maybe just some natural free sure. f- brains, but like it takes a kind of work. It does. A, it time of life. That's what I was talking about, the shift in, in career and whatnot. Like, you only got so much time, and if I want to be available for my yeah. seventh and fourth graders, sure. I, I can't just practice. You can't, yeah. Because it takes daily practice to oh, be amazing it, like those Oh, it does. And I recognize the sacrifice that they put in. And it, it is one of the things the why I do not play fiddle very much anymore is of all the instruments I play, that is the one for me that takes the most everyday hands-on to do. It's 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 uh, and it's more. But it's not so much the f- the left hand fingering patterns as it is the bowing. Yeah, and, and feeling that. And feeling, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, can I mean, so if I don't do that, it, if I'm going to perform out doing that, I have to I have to put in a block of time to really rehearse and practice that on a day not. Not like just, just go in, yeah. Not like just once. Not like if if the guys I'm playing with say uh, uh, send me a uh, a way file and say, hey, listen to this. We're, we're gonna play this Saturday night, mm-hmm. you know. And I can listen to that a couple yeah, times, and that's it. I got it. You know, I don't even have to. You know, I know what to do, and I've, I got the chord structure. That's all I need. Not so with the violin for me. You know, it's it's um, I have to I have to take a block of time and rehearse it. Yeah, yeah, that's. Absolutely. And sometimes I don't have that anymore. It's easier when you're younger. It is, yeah. yeah. I had six to eight hours in a day yeah. to devote to just playing music. Yeah. And I mean, I have that now. I'm choosing not to devote it. To exactly. That. You have it, but you have a... my choice. Sure. You have, so, a, you have a bigger priority. Something else needs watering, and, as and you amazing say. Amazing things come in life everywhere, no matter sure. what you're doing. I've had amazing things brought to me through performance of music. I've had amazing things brought to me through being a public educator. Sure. I've had amazing things brought to me being a father, being a outdoor enthusiast. Sure. You know, all of these things have. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I just really oh, feel oh. lucky. I just want to go ahead and say thank you, to oh. whatever I'm thanking. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I feel like that. Um, I don't really like the term blessed so much. I I prefer to call it maybe lucky. Yeah, I'm a lucky guy. I recognize that. You yeah. know, I've had a full life in a lot of ways not just musically in a 
hundred different ways, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I and I hope it continues. Yeah, and I mean, I definitely put a big uh, there, the banjo was a big steerer of most sure. of my choices, and kind of still is. Yeah, so. well, I mean, it should be. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that. Yeah, that's another thing too. That there's a philosophy. We do a lot of things in life, but then a musician's a musician. The other stuff is like side projects. Yeah. You know? Figure out how to pay for the house. It's exactly. Money, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was always jealous of um, <laughs> bass players and drummers. Why is that? Because they can always get hired. They can. That is. That's the who reason. Wants a, who wants a cosmic banjo player? That's, Very few people. That that is why. That is the only reason I really play bass. I have no real desire to be um, uh, a fabulous bass player. I, you know. Can always get hired. I can always get hired, and and I play stand up. I play acoustic bass, so it doubles my chances. Well, you know, and they're both. I mean, they're wonderful instruments, of course. I oh, they they are. I mean, I'm not going to tell you they're not, but it would not be my choice uh, other than the fact that I like to play music, mm-hmm. and it's just an easier path to play it. Yep. You know, and it, and it allows me actually to to play with a lot of times. Uh, really good musicians who I would not be able to play with if I chose a different yeah, and, instrument. And that's an important, I, I mean, for me, I value that, being able to play with musicians yeah. that you respect. It's yeah, I mean, really I mean, so I'm a guitar player. So you, there's a thousand in this town probably better guitar players. And I'm a pretty good guitar player. I mean, you know, but, but there's plenty of them. I mean, if you would choose to play with me, it would probably come down to, personality or how well we work together yeah. as far as talent they're all talented you know mm-hmm. and there's a million of them yeah the bass player not so much you know crappy bass players can work you know crappy drummers can work too i'm a wannabe drummer i, I like to that's the rhythmic part the... yeah i mean I, i'll play i i have a kit and i i'm no drummer but i like to i like to tinker with it you know i call myself a wannabe yeah, well, me too. Uh, Mark Schumann. You know Mark. Oh, I love him. <laughs> Mark. He's a great drummer. Oh, he is a great when drummer. I first met him, that was one of the main I mean, things he played. That is, that is always baffling to me is Mark. Yes. You know, yeah. everyone thinks of Mark as a as a mandolin player, singer. I remember when he first picked up the mandolin. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so it, it's, yeah. it, but he's a fabulous drummer. Oh, he, he's just a fabulous musician. He, 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 he really is. Yeah, he really is. Like yeah. And, and you talk about drive 200 miles to make $25 just to play. Mm-hmm. Mark will do it. He loves the music. Yeah. He'll drive 2,500 miles just to play. Yeah, he will. You know what I mean? And that's what he, the others, yeah. I, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. You've done some great yeah, I mean he's a he's a fun guy. Yeah, he uh, yeah he is. Plus this, I got a funny Mark story. So, so he's coming to do the podcast by himself. Mm-hmm. So then he, he he texted me and said, "Hey, can Charles come?" Like, yeah, Charles can come. So then he can Sam come? Oh, Sam can. So they all they come. Can, you know, the whole the band. whole band's here. So what we do, I, I I have a regular guy that videos some stuff. I do video work with, but he wasn't available, so I used another guy, and we we shoot. Just them playing out here in the main hall, which uh, uh, it, it was wonderful. I mean, it was great. They did really well. It was a lot of fun. But I did not get one interview. Get interview. No, oh, bummer. no. Those guys got some oh, great they, stuff to well, say. I've hit them up individually, and they tried to do it as a group. 
but I'd never worked with a videographer before, so he unplugged them. So all I could hear was my side of the conversation, so it didn't work. Uh, so, but I've I've contacted them about My coming back. Fans, yeah, guys. me too. I mean, I, I uh, they're fun guys. They're good guys, you know. Yeah. And and the new additions are, are really fine. Absolutely. You know, that's yeah. that. Um. Uh, Dave and James. Yeah, boy, they're both of those. They're banjo fiddle set. Right yeah, there. it is. I mean, they. I, I feel like they hit the jackpot when they added those. I mean, I, they they did up their game a lot with those two guys. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Just I um. There, when I when I listen to new grass revival albums, always what comes to my mind is songs from the road band. Yeah, like they're kind of like they I'm kind of like are. they're the modern. Because you know, all the, there's a lot of bluegrass bands out there doing new grass, but there's this just there's a, a spirit that new grass revival True. had that these guys have. And they it's, do it's kind like of a song right. They're still like. Road dogs. I don't know. They are. They don't know how to put it. They're not trying to polish it. And no, they're not. It, and it's real music, and it's they're collaborating with everybody. You're right. It, it's got it, the spirit that was a lot like newgrass. Well, me. it's. Yeah, I think about. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I think about maybe Charles's other band. Oh yeah. And it's a little. T I mean, it's it's not the same feel. No. And I don't mean that. I don't mean anything disrespectful no, to anyone there. into an incredibly successful musical entity. Exactly. And more, I'm really proud of those guys. Yeah, They're yeah. Awesome. It is, but but there is a difference, you know. Yeah, there's a, there's a it's a it, I call it I, you know to use the lack of a musical term it's a spirit. It is. It's a spirit that the music and just the group together have. The yeah. Group of individuals. I agree. I agree. That, to me that. It, it seems to work well, and I—they're I, playing a lot now, and I'm really happy. I'm really happy. You know, I'm—I'm I'm glad because I filled in a few times as I know. Yeah, I know. And I, and, I love to play and, them anytime I can. Yeah, I mean, I I'll, keep my B chops up. I, I was always. Oh, I, <laughs> I always. I mean, I always. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought maybe you would be a part of that. I, again, I, my water was sure going elsewhere. I yeah. didn't want to hold anybody yeah. back. Yeah, because that would your banjo would fit really good oh, with that it, it too. Does. It, you know, it does. It, it anytime I did play, it was great. But I, um, yeah, I know. We're was, talking about watering. Talking about watering. Yeah, watering yeah. those. So, those so, chickens. well, they got themselves. Where you know, they're oh, man, they're working. They're, so they're I'm happy for great. them. I love their sound. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, Sometimes they're wearing suits. Sometimes they're wearing tie dye. Yeah, sometimes they're wearing tie dye suits. I agree. Yeah, I mean I agree. It, 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 that's pretty cool too. Yep. And um, you know, I'd I'd love to sit down and write a couple of songs with Charles sometimes. He's been a real uh, life inspiration outside of music. You know, once we started gigging, I was kind of hanging with him, and I as he was kind of finishing his ultra running yeah. career, I was kind of starting my running career, and that's something I really enjoy doing. Is Really long time out in the woods. I'm actually on the way up. I think I'm gonna explore the Green River. Well, this trail. is pretty funny that you say I've I run Boston like 12 times. You have. Yeah, oh, I have. Wow, yeah, I've never done anything big in a and film, but I've I run the. Um, oh, I've done a bunch of a, a, a bunch of ultras. Uh, you great. know. Yeah, just no, ultras suck. You don't want to do them. I'm still. In my, you know, I just do homemade ones. I don't. Do, I don't. Oh. You know, I ran the. I did my own Mount Mitchell challenge. You know, oh yeah, made up my own one. I just I, like to go out and find the tops of mountains. I ran the. Time. If you ever want to punish yourself, you should put yourself in the bear, which is the oh, little race about running to the you know top of. 
grandfather, grandfather mountain. mountain. Yeah, I, I tr- you know, my my cross, I'm a I coach cross country with another guy at the school where I teach, and he was doing it, and that he stinks. kept trying to tell me. I was like, yeah, I don't want to. I want to do the race. I just didn't want to enter it and run it on the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's I'm, I'm I'm becoming a trail snob. Well, I, I just I, like to run on a high, nice hiking trail. They are fun. They are a lot of fun to run on. And we live in an area where I can be a snob like that. Yeah, you can. I, I mean, 15 minutes from my house, I got a nice trail. I've run those trails out of the Seven Sisters, all out of, yeah, around that. So. Montreat is beautiful, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, everything I, in Montreat is gruesome. True, yeah, it is. I mean, I've, I've run a lot of those things over the years, and um, uh, my ankles still hate me for it. You so know, I started just about four years, four or five years ago. So I haven't. Um, haven't beat myself up too much yet. Well, I, I learned one of the things that I learned about it is uh, all the ankle strengthening work you can do is, is it pays off. All right, yeah. Because uh, you're going to sprain your ankle sooner or later. It, you know, good it's, luck with that. It's one of those things that that the recovery of it, if it's you know you get your ankles pretty good and strong, then then the recovery is and. Actually, the worst place I believe I got hurt was the White Water Center. Uh, oh. uh, it had snowed the day before I ran one of theirs, and I think it was a half marathon through there. And um, uh, yeah, I hit a icy spot and just tumbled, and you know, and I, it took me a while to recover from that one. But yeah, well, luckily I'm gonna knock on whatever around here. Yeah, been, been doing, you know, the injury part hasn't been, I don't push too hard and I'm not a racer. Yeah. I, I just, you know. Well, it's about the experience. My, my spirit animal, my running spirit animal is the turtle. That's a good one. I mean, steady wins the race. I mean, I think, I also think that is, uh, there again, running is a bit as spiritual as music. There's, there's a lot of it is about the run itself, not so much. Um, and, you know, a lot of times I ran races just to get to run something that I probably wouldn't get to run on my own with, you know. With, yeah, like having uh, a course marked and having Yeah, exactly, it. yeah. So, I mean, that's been a lot of it. Yeah, but I've really explored the our area, the mountains and the trails. So, There's a know, lot the of them there. I inspired that one because I was looking at his running, and I was like, dang, man, that's great. I now was a cross-country coach at the time, and yeah. I was like, I need to just start doing this. Now he, now he's a, he spends his time fly fishing. A year ago, I hired him to take me out yeah. fly fishing, and now I got the bug. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been fly, so I'm gonna go run the Green River Trail, and yeah. probably do a little fishing this afternoon. Yeah, that's, that's my plan to come back on my way back I spent, up, so. I used to, I spent a ton of time. I, I grew up, part of my life I grew up on a lake. It didn't have, when I lived there, uh, electricity wasn't there yet and all, but it was really cool. But I had learned to fly fish as a, as a child uh, and what I would do is I'd catch brim, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I would just do that over and over. So, so I, I used to, I used to go to South Mountain and to the Jacobs Fork and fly fish all the time. But I needed to go with Charles because Charles catches monsters. And he just knows, like you're not, you're having a slow day. You see him like sniffing it out like a hound. He's like, oh, right over here, over here, yeah. cast it over here, and you get one. And yeah, I mean, I learned. Him a couple times since just I to think get it, pointers and learn about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I've been thinking about it several times just just due to the fact that uh, I don't do it much anymore. There again, it's having time to do it, but yeah. you know, but but I could save myself from having to figure it out if I go with him. Yeah, and it's it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I bet it is. Talk some music, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and uh, catch 
catch some fish. Yeah. Yeah, he he also wrote a couple of songs. Actually, some of the song, one of the songs for the road band he wrote with my buddy Jonathan Bird. Okay, yeah. And yeah, uh, he, he collaborates with a lot of folks. He, he does with a lot, a lot of people. Jonathan's a guy who was a touring musician, had it going on, and then decided once COVID hit, I don't think he's ever going to tour again. Yeah, I mean, if you can make if you can make it work, I understand the part of touring that's not fun. I mean, I I don't miss those parts. No, I definitely no. You know, um, anytime we go on a road trip with my family, I'm like, I love the road. Like yeah. that part, I like. Yeah, seeing the trees move by, right. stepping out, you're in new air. I love all that kind of thing. But then the hardships of uh, it's your job, you know. Yeah, there are hardships. There, there. I use nothing like. Um, it's shiny on stage, but it's it not is. shiny off stage. No, it's not. I mean, you don't see you don't see me in the laundromat. You know, you don't see me uh, loading the stuff up in the back of a van at, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes yeah, and sleeping in that van too sometimes. You know, yeah. or sleeping. You know, people say, well, "What do you do when you get to the to the job?" Well, a lot of times we sleep. You know, yeah, take hurry up and wait. Yeah, hurry up and wait. It's what gets musicians in trouble a lot of times. Yes. Yes. You know, particularly young musicians, you have that downtime, and it's like, huh. oh boy. It's good to pick up something like running. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yep. Yep. So no, I always felt very grateful with, with Snake Oil touring team. We were all pretty health conscious. And That's good. Had each other's backs, and yeah. we joked we were the clean team. We barely That's had good. anybody cussing. That's I mean, that's a beautiful <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is a beautiful thing. What else I need to know, man? You got a very interesting story. Yeah, I don't know. I, shoot, I, I'm just gonna keep doing it. That's great. Keep appearing more and sometimes and less other times. Well, well, I, now, you know, that's how it goes. You got a few few more years. You have to stay with those kids. But yeah, I, one of the things I will tell you, they do grow up, and you can still have a musical life. I, I'm I'm counting on it. I and, mean, you know, I feel grateful for. Um, public school job working right. for the state I know my I just I do working I, for a goal here I do I, I, people can call it difficult there's times that it is I'm really grateful that I get little performances for young audiences sure. each day yeah it's I mean that is really cool plus the really good thing too is one of the things particularly musicians have to always keep in mind you realize you will have a retirement <laughs> which 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 I'm is gonna play banjo in my retirement Right, and and that's the good part. I mean, I am I am kind of blessed that way too. Thank you for taking the time to come down here to do this. Thank you so much. All right. A tune I wrote called the Optimist Song. Thank you.
Something like that. 